Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. I'm Shailani Allen. Yay! Woo. We're popping the uh, Women Who Sarcast podcast cherry in your new place. <laughs> yeah, how you like it? I like it. A little echoey. Andre Giant is above you. <laughs> Bigfoot. The Yeti. I think we found Bigfoot. He's apparently living in Because there's Brooklyn. three of them up there. <laughs> The Bigfoot family. So we're going to talk about moms today. You weren't in town for Mother's Day. Right. I was in L.A. La La Land. La La Land. My mother lives in the Philippines. So even if I wanted to have Mother's Day, it would have been a long trip. Did you talk uh, to her? I did. And it's it's funny because the um, holidays here, I always have to do them a day before. Oh, right. And like late at night. It's like a 16-hour difference. Yeah. So I call... Well, actually, my dad beat me to the punch. He calls me, and it's nighttime. It's like dinner time on Saturday. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I was about to call you after I got done eating. And I was like, where's mom? I got to wish her Mother's Day. And he says, um, oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. So then he gives the phone to my mom, and my mom's all, hello? And I'm like, mom, happy Mother's Day. And she's like, oh, thank you, Anak. And I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, you know, we're in the house, the other house, and there's so many people here having party. And I was like, oh, sorry, mom. Let me interrupt your party. I just want to say happy Mother's Day. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, and then she's like listing off all the people who are here. And you could tell like she just wants to go back to the party. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, well, don't want to keep you, mom. Happy <laughs> right. Mother's Day. I love you. Okay, Anak, I love you too. Bye. Here's your dad. I was like, dang. <laughs> Yeah, I'll call you later. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's a total socialite, my mom. Yeah, I think Big time. my mom has a much bigger social life than I do, for sure. Really? So she's always out doing something, you know, playing bunko or Bible study or <laughs> hanging out at Olive Garden or bunko? going to church. or It's like a dice game. What? Bunko? It's a gamble? What is that? It's like a card dice game. Oh, I've played it before. I don't remember, but it's very popular with the older people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think a lot of older or younger people play it too. But mm. uh, I'm gonna look it up. B U N C O. B U N C O. Yeah. So today we're on the podcast. We're talking about bunko. <laughs> Let me Google that. What shit it means. Right okay. How do you play? How do you play? Well, so what did you do for you were? No, wait. You were here. Yeah, I was here. Did you... I didn't... I called my mom. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, obviously she doesn't live here. Right. So I just called her and... I mean, that two other times I first called her, she wasn't home. Mm-hmm. I think she was at, partying. I think she was at church partying. Bunko in. And um, <clears throat> receiving the Holy Spirit. Loving Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so then I called her later in the day, and she was home. Uh, Did she she do anything fun? No, she, uh, no, she just hung out by herself. My sister and I sent her a card. Yeah. With a big old fat gift card. Nice. So, she likes that stuff. Uh, do you have a funniest story about your mom? Like a funny story? Can you pick one? I just, uh, Yes. I don't know if I've ever told you about this one before. So 
don't know if you know. Well, you know this. I grew up in Vallejo. V-Town. Hey, hey, ho. Do you pronounce the L's? Vallejo. Yes, I do. Vallejo. 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 Yay, area. So, you know, E-40, proud, I guess. And so, okay, we grew up in Vallejo, and Vallejo is, um, you know, it was like a military town, like a base town, because Admiral Island and everything. Mm. So when we moved there, uh, when we first came to the country, it was, um, what do you call it, developing. It's nice. Huge Filipino community out there, like Uh huge, because of the base. Uh Anyway, uh, it's a mixed demographic, and... If you go downtown, it's kind of downtownish, right? There's just a lot of um, interesting stores and restaurants and whatever. Anyway, long story short, one day I probably was in college. I was home for college, mm-hmm. and we're driving down Sonoma Boulevard. And along Sonoma Boulevard are a lot of like the older like stores and shops, and it's cute, it's fun, but it's definitely a different like demographic out there. And so my mom, uh, we're driving down the street, and all of a sudden my mom turns to me and she's like, um, Anak. Anak means daughter, uh-huh. or kid, rather. Kid, uh-huh. like genderless. It means kid. Uh, Anak, what is up the hook? And I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, up the hook. Where are you seeing that? And then she goes, over there, in that uh, that sign over there. And I was like, what? And I look in the rearview mirror, and it's a sign to a, a clothing store. All right. Off the hook. <laughs> so I was like, oh, uh, that means, you know, like, it's like off the chain. It's like really cool. She's like, what? And the, I was what's like, off the chain? What's off the chain? <laughs> what is off the chain? You know, like really cool. Like, it's really bad. And she's like, bad? It's not good, right? And I was like, oh, my God, this is going nowhere. <laughs> anyway, so like 20 minutes on the ride home, I'm trying to explain to her, both in English and Tagalog, and she's just like, okay, I don't understand that slang. What's that mean? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Forget it, Mom. Don't worry. It means really good. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's my story. I think you need to tell that story that you told me about kneeling. Was it my punishment? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, I mean, I don't know in other cultures, obviously, I just know my own, but if I was a pretty naughty little kid, and so I was always getting punished, and like the court, like sitting in the corner did not work for me, mm-hmm. and so my mom was like, we need to bump it up. So she would, when I would get in trouble, which was often, I, she would put me in the room, and I'd have to kneel um, on the carpet, and I'd have to raise my arms like a T. Right? That right. one? Yeah. So, like, I'd have to raise them like a T, and then she would say, okay, you keep those up. Don't put that down. And then she would just leave me, and she would, like, go downstairs and cook and whatever. And for a while, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, then my arms would get tired, right? So I'd be like, well, she's not here. So I would put them down, and then I could hear her, like, coming up the steps, and I would just, like, put them back up like they've been up there for forever. And she'd peep in, you know, and be like, oh, okay. And then she'd shut the door and go back home, like, whew. Anyway, yeah, so she would do that. But I think what they used to make you do back in her day, because I did ask her when I was an adult, like, where did that come from? Uh-huh. And I guess back in their day, um, 
they would have them kneel down on, you know, they had hardwood floors back then in, in the house that she lived in, and you would have to kneel on rice. Right. Rice grains. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and I think they tried that with us once. We were crying too much, and I guess they, like, felt sorry <laughs> for us. We're like, oh, God, that's, like, abuse. <laughs> oh, it's no like We can't do that anymore. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore. Doesn't it's work. not the 40s anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's the 80s. So anyway, yeah, that that was like one form of punishment. Mm-hmm. One of many. <laughs> one form. Yeah, I kind of ran the whole... My sister, on the other hand, not so much. But like no? me, it was like... She was a goody two-shoes, your sister? Mm-hmm. Your mother liked her the best? She was good, but when she was bad, she was like really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, the one night you got caught drinking when you were, you know, you shouldn't have been. Like mm-hmm. that. But then that happens like once every 10 years. <laughs> once every 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops. Anyway, what's yours? So, I mean, I don't know. This doesn't really have to do with my mom, per se. But, um, and so I had some friends over. We had, like, like this furnished basement. I had, like, a bar, like, a wooden bar with, mm. like, alcohol that had been there since 1920s. <laughs> and tasted like 19- ass. <laughs> Acid <and> dust. <laughs> so, we were downstairs, and we had, like, a pool table and... A chair and like a comfy chair and stuff. So we're downstairs listening to music, and um, I was like flickering the light switch on and off to make it like disco. Disco. <laughs> so the light every kid's would flick that. on and off, <clears throat> and then uh, all of a sudden smoke started coming <gasps> out of the light no. in the ceiling. Oh my god! And so the fire department came. What? Yeah. <laughs> And of course, <laughs> we were drinking. We had like these, like these tiki. I don't know where we got. They were like plastic brown tiki cups. Okay. They were like long. Uh huh. And we were drinking out of those, and we were drinking like whiskey and whatever. I mean, like we were not drinking a lot, but I mean, we were young, so. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna get in so much trouble because now they're gonna know we're drinking and in the light, <laughs> and there's a fire in the ceiling, and. So, uh, I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> I don't know if I remember you telling the story. No, I don't think I've ever told that story. Oh, that's been immortalized. Um, but yeah, I think my mom was... I mean, my parents never weren't really like too crazy with stuff like that as far as getting like, upset. Like super strict? Yeah. Or... yeah. Really? That's good. So, at least I don't remember... I mean, maybe they beat me into submission and I blacked out. <laughs> I don't remember. You're on the podcast with your mom. She sounded like this really nurturing mom. It was kind of like letting you guys just be whoever you were just going to turn out to be, like whatever you were interested in. Yeah, she would just be I supportive think of that. for the most part, she was like that. She yeah. didn't express her anger, yeah. though. And so, like, she would slam cabinets and uh. doors. And that's where I got that from. Um, you do that? I used to. Oh, um but I have my anger under control now. Nice. No more broken <laughs> cabinets. Just drink. No. Um, but I remember this one time, my sister Joanne had friends over. She was in high school downstairs. Downstairs basement was a very popular place to Apparently. hang out. And they were drinking. Oh, God. But I think my mom knew they were drinking. Oh. And so, but I went down there and I was hanging out with them and, you know, being the cute little sister or whatever. Yeah. And so, and of course I was sipping the beer too. And, and so I walked back up and my mom like pegged me up against the wall and she was like right up against my nose. 
going... Smelling your breath? Yes. <laughs> She's like, have you been drinking? Have you been drinking? And it's like, I'm not going to open my mouth and tell you if I've been drinking, because then you'll know I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, she can't smell it on the rest of your right. face. It's like, well, if you can't smell it this close, <laughs> then no, I haven't been. And you still got to ask. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was like, Mom. Like, for reals. Relax. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> so what's the craziest thing your mom has ever done or said or... Probably that off the hook. I'm just <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of hard. She's in general... She's a really... She's a really strict mom, I think. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are. I mean, between the two of them, my dad's definitely... Like, the more chill. Like, they balance each other perfectly. I always just thought to myself, man, I feel like I'm a lot like my mom. If I ever if I ever get married or I'm with anyone, they, they have to be just like my dad and calm and just like, whatever, there she goes again. And just be like this kind of mm. grounding <clears throat> kind of force. But my mom, um, yeah, I mean, I, I say that because I think to most people, they would think like a lot of it's kind of crazy. But mm. it's just kind of like normal yeah. for me. Right. But, you know, I think I don't appreciate, I was talking to my sister about this a few weeks ago, like, I think we don't really appreciate that level of strictness and mm. discipline until you're an adult mm. and you realize like, oh man, I'm so glad mom and dad did that because we would be like this or, you know, that's right. where we learned that from. You just don't appreciate it. And my sister appreciates it more because she has kids. Right. You know, I don't. So I, it's a different kind of perspective. I don't know what it's like to be a mother. I know what it's like to be an aunt. But yeah, that's different, you know. This is another drunk drinking story. I'm really not an alcoholic. <laughs> but here's another drinking <laughs> story. <laughs> but I think I got, I went to a party on the weekend or something and drank and got drunk, got a hangover. And so the next day, home mom's like, okay, well, you're going to clean the house and you're going to vacuum and you're going to move every piece of furniture. We had a huge ass piano. That I had to move. What? To vacuum behind it. I had to move the cat. I mean, she knew. What? Because we're like, when I bent over and stood back up, I was like, fuck, I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> so she knew something the night before. I think it's because I go right to bed when I get home when yeah. I've been drinking. It's like, I'm not staying up and talking to you fools. <laughs> and I like beeline it from my bedroom so they know something's up. So, yeah, that was a punishment for that incident. And she never said anything about me drinking. She just... She didn't say anything. She just knew. She didn't bring it up. Yeah. But she, you know, made it perfectly clear that she knew by me having to clean the whole house by myself as punishment. So... I think that that's probably, like, the fun side of being a parent. Like, you get to be creative about... How you <laughs> discipline deal or deal with certain things, yeah. you know, like imparting lessons on your kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about, hmm, how can I do how this? How can I mess I... them up without needing therapy later <laughs> yeah, exactly. on in their lives? And while making it entertaining for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's the best advice your mom ever gave you? Oh, man, there's kind of lots of it. Uh, kinds of lots. <laughs> Obviously, that was one. That grammar. <laughs> There's kind of lot of. Uh... I just blame it on growing up in a bilingual household. Yeah, what's that word? How, the, how do you use prepositions? Um, so, 
you know, but I got to say this, and this actually goes back to, um, I didn't realize where this fully came from, really realized it until about a year ago. Um, my mom would always say, um, there are two ways that you can, uh, the two ways you can get through life working mm-hmm. either by your brain or your hands, your back. Wait, how's it go? <laughs> your back. <laughs> Your brain or your back or something like that. I mean, basically, it gets all twisted. Because you I'm spread like, your legs or you spread your arms. <laughs> While well, kneeling on some rice. And we all know which way you went. Shut up. Oh, God. You It's like, I'm like translating in my head and I'm also hearing her say it. But basically she was saying, um, you either could get through life, uh, working and earning a living through your brain or like through your, through your back, like physically or Mm. right. So she she should always bring this up because if we'd like start bitching and screaming about school and why do I have to go to college and why do I need to do this and blah, Mm. blah, blah. You know, she'd always say, well, you know, it's, it's good to have options and there's nothing wrong with either way of earning a living, but mm-hmm. it's just up to you, you know, how you want right. to, how you want to end up doing it and stuff. And I guess it, it all, it was also a piece of advice that when she first came to the U.S., um, to New York in what the late sixties, mid to late sixties, she had befriended this, um, per, this person, my uncle Bob, who passed away about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he, that was advice that he had given to my mom, you know, this fresh kind of young person who just came to the u.s the whole country's new the whole everything is like this new experience and he was trying to impart some wisdom Mm -hmm. and he was pretty young too i mean he wasn't that much um i think younger than my mom i think he was definitely like a little bit Mm -hmm. younger and then and the reason why i bring that up and why i remember it so much is because at his funeral a year ago it was like this common theme like everybody was kind of remembering you know things that uncle bob would say and Mm -hmm. that was like it and i turned to my sister and i'm like oh my god that's where that came <laughs> Mom didn't make that up. <laughs> so we realized, oh, yeah, that's right. She did say that. Mm. Anyway, so that's a long way to answer the question of best. <laughs> so how did it go again? <laughs> I don't know. I need to write Either it down. Either use your brain or your back. Your brain or your back. Right. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It's yeah. It does. It makes sense. I mean, there's lots of ways you could take it. Right. Um, but it's you know, next time I talk to her, I'll be like, Mom, can I quote you? <laughs> How do you do that again? How's it go again? Was it arms and legs or back? Was it hands or was it that? What's yours? Um, It was uh, don't talk to strangers. No, I'm just kidding. Really? Um, No. (laughs) That's kind of good. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Uh, I think it was the, I mean, she said this throughout my whole life that, you know, like, if I wanted to move somewhere or go somewhere, mm-hmm. she'd be like, you know what? If it doesn't work out in six months, then you can always come back. So, you know, she was always encouraging to, you know, take those risks, which is why I moved, like, a multi, you know, all over the place because, you know, it felt okay to do that. Yeah. So what's one, what's one to three qualities that you have from your mom or that oh you... Oh, my gosh got from your mom and I don't think I appreciated this until I was an adult and um, people started telling me this but I'm um, 
I would like to say I'm a calm person. <laughs> Don't laugh. That's you rolling your eyes. <laughs> But the reality is I'm not, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to accept it. Um, right. But I don't think it's, like, in a bad way. It's, um, like, in a more kind of driven kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably one quality. My mom is just fantastic at coming up with plans and, like, executing. Like, she'll think about things, and she does what she says. Mm-hmm. And so that's a value that I, I think that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not going to say something um, and then not commit to it. I used to be that like that mm-hmm. when I was younger, kind of flaky. Mm-hmm. Kind of typical California. I hate to say it that way, but I just I can't stand it. You know, they started their life actually on the East Coast, so they, I feel mm. like they've kind of brought over those kind of New York type. You know, work really hard, right. be honest. You know, value friendships and relationships, right. things like that. Um, and I think those are those are things that stuck with both myself and my sister. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. I think growing in the East Coast, growing mm-hmm. up on the East Coast, we definitely have. A good work ethic. Mm-hmm. I think we we went to Disney Disney World one time. We actually drove down. Oh my god! How long did that in take? In a van. Oh my god! It, it took us freaking forever. I think in a van. Yeah. All what eight of you? No, I think it was. Oh, maybe five or six. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember, but yeah, Dang. it was a long drive. And then you had to do it twice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you had to go back. <laughs> But I think for me, it's like the two that I think I have for my mom is adventurous mm-hmm. and speaking your mind. You certainly she, do that. She has that quality too. I noticed that on the podcast with your mom. Yeah. I, must, I listened to it twice because I was like, I wonder if I missed anything. It sounded like how you would be at her age. At her age? Yeah. yeah. Great. It's like, oh, that's totally Kathy <laughs> when she's her mom's age. Yeah. Something to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, I think as she's gotten older, she's definitely gotten more verbal and more, you know, not taking anybody's shit. Yeah, you can't. That's too short for that. Especially when you're old. It's like, yeah? You want to fight about it? Let's go outside. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. I I tend to gravitate towards uh, female friends who have... Um, who grew up with strong female influences in their mm-hmm. life, usually their mom, mm-hmm. um, in a good way. You know, it's just being assertive, being independent. I don't know. It's 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 interesting yeah. to see who you end up. Well, I'm definitely independent. Yeah. As are you. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes a little bit too much. Yeah, me too. Right? <laughs> yes. It's like nobody really wants to be with you because they think, well, she don't need nothing. She don't need no help. Right. She doesn't need anybody. <laughs> she don't need anybody. And then I'm sitting there like, it's... oh, my God, I wish someone could just wash the dishes. Or <laughs> I just want somebody to love me. I want someone to love me and cook me some meals when I get home because I'm tired. <laughs> but then you're like, yeah, I don't need anybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's like I'll just take a takeout. I know. <laughs> Like, you could turn it on and off. It's like, okay, I just need you to cook me a meal. Maybe Monday, maybe Thursday. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm cool. Yeah, like, I'm by myself. Go away. Go back to your Go do whatever you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, taking out the garbage. Taking out uh, the recycling. Huh? So anybody out there that wants to be a cabana boy for Shailani. Yeah, pool boy, you are welcome. To, I'm taking applications. There's no pool. There's no well, pool. I mean, you have a pool, well, but it's not. But not mine. like. Yeah, must know how. It's in to... your apartment building. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> must know how to cook really good meals, buy fresh produce, must know how to recycle, must know how to work a dishwasher, and must know and how take to take out the garbage. Take out the garbage. Must know how to fix things. Hmm. Has to be good with their hands. And that doesn't mean fix Shailani. No, I mean you, that's fine too. <laughs> I can probably use some fixing. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. All right. Well, call us out there. <laughs> call us now. 1-800-SAVE-SHAYLANI. <laughs> Shut up. From herself. From herself. Extension she... from herself. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about your mother? Yeah, I... I think you can tell more funny stories. I know I can. I just, I didn't think about it. It's just all of it's funny. My mom's awesome. I mean, she's... I think going back to the question of, you know, the similarities, there's so much I'm realizing and the older we get, mm-hmm. that we, we butt heads a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of those similarities. Like we're very just strong minded, opinionated, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. She's also the youngest of, oh man, how many is that? Like seven, eight, mm. maybe. She's a twin. Oh, wow. But her twin um, died shortly after they were born. Uh, and, you know, the kind of the running story in the family is that my mom <laughs> sucked up all her energy. <laughs> So she has like enough energy for two people, I guess. But no, I mean, I, I don't appreciate like how, how much sacrifice she made. I think a lot of moms mm-hmm. make sacrifices and they can't ever turn it off. Right. You know, and sometimes when you want your parents to relax, like your mom to relax, I just feel like they can't turn it off compared to dads. I mean, it's different. But like, for example, <laughs> I so in L.A., right, over the weekend, we, it was me and two other friends mm-hmm. and... um we we're like, man, let's go out on Sunday, but we know it's going to be crowded everywhere. So we had to like go to places where we didn't think people would, moms would go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. But anyway, we decided we wanted to get ice cream and we walk in, it's heck of crowded. And you walk in and it's just a sea of moms and kids and just pe- moms <laughs> and kids get ice cream. And we're standing in line and I'm looking around and the dads are like kicking it and chilling. <laughs> Eating their ice cream. And the moms are like, they're eating their ice cream. They're wiping up the kid's mouth. They're like, oh, oh you spilled your ice cream. Your cone fell. You're crying. Let me hug you. You know, it's like, uh-huh. it's her day and she still can't turn it off. Right. So I thought, well, okay. All right. And you could tell like people well, were and just. And the dads aren't really doing anything either now, are they? Well, they're just, they're paying the bill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not knocking dads, just saying. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's like, even if they wanted to help, I'm sure like the moms yeah. are just like quick to, yeah. you know, to do it. So I'm just looking and it's like kids are having meltdowns because their ice cream isn't perfect. Right. And like the moms just look miserable. Yeah. You know, it's like they're trying to enjoy their day, whatever. Mm-hmm. We go outside, same thing. There's a mom, she's like on the ground and her sister, her sister, her kid dropped her ice cream cone on the ground and she's having a meltdown and she's crying and she's ice cream all up on her face. And <laughs> the mom's like, it's okay, it's okay. And she's eating the rest of the ice cream while she's like trying to fix this kid. And I'm like, dang. Yeah, it doesn't it, stop. It doesn't, it just doesn't ever stop. But yeah. then you realize you know our moms made those types of sacrifices for us like we, they are they were our female influence like mm. growing up that's who we look to and it's it, it's impossible to not have that shape yeah you know who you are so yeah thanks mom thanks mom we love you we love you we love you mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so be nice to your mothers well and your dads too We'll talk about dads next month. Yeah, They'll have their turn. You'll Believe have your me. Chance. You'll have your chance, dad. Right. But today it's about moms. 
It should be every day. Well, every day. Love your mom. Call right. your mom. Right. Say you love her. Send her a card Make in the mail. In the mail. With your writing. <laughs> and drawings. And drawings. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, throw in a gift card while you're at it. What? Cheapskates. <laughs> we know you got money. We know you got some. So, anyway, um, so happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Tell the moms out there. A week late. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbassiani. You can find him at mikeimbassiani.com. Mm-hmm.